Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Nursing Handover podcast with your favourite dynamic duo. You've got me, Jerry, and the lovely Diane for another episode this week. Guys, let me tell you, it's episode what, 30? 30, we hit the big 3-0. The 3-0 and I think we're well and truly in our stride now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe we're 30, we're 30 episodes deep, you know? I know, right? Like, I know we've, we've taken, like, long hiatuses throughout, but this has come very quickly. Very, very quickly. I'm, I'm proud of us. I mean, we're working full time, we're juggling our personal lives, we're doing what we do, and we're, 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 we're committed. So, yeah. yeah. So we're doing very well. So, guys, as this is episode 30, we thought we'll just have a check-in and see how both of us are doing, how you guys are doing, and take it from there, really. But yeah. Yeah, but just, I will say that the next, going on from 30, we've got some big, wonderful things coming and that will be happening, which is yeah. fabulous. And I just can't wait for you guys to have a listen and enjoy it all. Trust me, we are planning, discussing, recruiting, looking for guest speakers, whatnot. So there's so much to come and it's so exciting to see, yeah, see what we're going to bring, essentially. And we, you make sure you're there, make sure you're listening, mm-hmm. don't miss out. Of course, because guys, you don't want to you don't want to miss out on an episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. Now, no, definitely not. You got to keep in keeping with the nursing news. Of course. Saying that, we're not going to go and start digging into coronavirus again because I, I can't bear it. However, I believe from next week they will be rolling out injections. Again, I'm not giving you my two pence on it. I've said how I feel. If you if you want to take it, that's entirely up to you. As we do, as you would do anything, just take precautions prior. That's all I've really got to say on it. Yeah, I think I agree. Like like Gigi said, we won't go into it for another episode because we're going to sound like moaning myrtles. Mm-hmm. But um, do what's best for you and your body. That's it. Exactly. But on that note, DD, how are you, girl? Oh, I am good. I am good. If you look, could see the smile on my face behind the camera. Honestly, he's from Italy. I am good. I am at peace. I'm content. Slightly stressed because, as you guys know, I'm doing the skiffing course. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I can't complain. I'm all right. Fabs. How's your course been going so far? Like you said, it has been stressful, but are you enjoying it? The first, I was going to say quarter, but the first third? When does uni Yeah, end? kind of. Yeah. Um, so just to break it down for anyone that's a new listener, I'm taking my specialist community public health qualification. Woo-hoo. It is a year long. So it's a very compact year. I would say this course should be two years long with the amount mm. of work that you actually have to do. Um, I spend two days in, in placement, so in practice, and I do three days of theory. Yeah. And because of our current global situation my lectures are all from home so all on ms teams which i'm sure many of us are very used to using now i think it's mm-hmm. now become how life will be done in future yeah. um i am enjoying the course because it's i'm very passionate about public health i'm very passionate about the um, target group that i look after so the zero to five age group yeah um i have a lot of transferable skills from niku so that i think has made it a lot easier to adjust mm-hmm um i have a lovely lovely mentor oh my gosh that my mom at work so it's like going from home to another home 
That's so good. Yeah, like I haven't. I have. I feel so much comfort there. Yeah. That, and I think that's one thing I say to anybody is if you if you if you are a mentor or you are going to be mentored by someone, you need to have a good relationship with that person. Mm, because definitely. you need to be able to tell them when you don't know what to do. You need to be able to ask some questions. You need to be able to feel vulnerable with them. Yeah. And I would definitely say that I have that with my mentor. Um, and as a to student to mentor relationship, but mentor to student, I think you do need to be very open. You have to be um, take into consideration the skill that your student may already have. Yeah. And how you can help them build on it as opposed to stripping them down. Mm. So I would say, yeah, from a learning perspective, that's all good. It's definitely very different being a student when you're a qualified nurse. How honestly, because like I've had a few friends that have done the conversion course from adult nursing to peds and they've said the same thing like I can't even get my head around it so how has it been for you you know going from doing stuff by yourself to having Mm. to be watched having to be asked questions having to be assessed is different yeah you have to be on your p's and q's and not and I'm not saying you don't have to be on your p's and q's when you're an independent worker but when you're being assessed and graded it means so much more to be on your p's and q's yeah I don't mind it because I know what I'm talking about. I think if I don't know what I'm talking about is when it's nerve wracking because you feel like, gosh, I'm a bit out of my depth here. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I feel like... Go on. Yeah, I think sometimes I feel like it's nice to be the student, but I also have to remember that you are qualified. So there's certain things that I am being pushed to do because that you do you know it, you can do it. Yeah. So yeah, there's good and bad bits of being a student but being a qualified nurse at the same time. Yeah yeah essentially (laughs) all and how are you finding like doing your placements at this moment in time with all that's going on has it been stressful has it been difficult like the patients or clients that you're going to see have they been quite anxious about all that's going on or how have they embraced you because I know that you're meeting new people pretty much every day alongside your normal caseload but I know for some for us because you know we've come from the hospital or that we're community-based roles where we our lives haven't changed we're mm. still going to work still doing everything for us things are still the same but I know for others that life has changed a lot of them have either like become anxious or anything like that have you encountered anything like that so it's funny some parents are very relaxed and mm. um, they really enjoy seeing fresh faces yeah and enjoyed you us coming to the home mm-hmm I've only had like two parents in my eight weeks or nine weeks of doing this course that are anxious about the big C. Yeah. But most people are very receptive to the service. They want to see you. They come for appointments. And um, what I don't like is the amount of PPE I have to wear because I can't see them because I have to wear a mask. I have to wear like a surgical gown. I have to wear gloves. I have to wear shoe covers. Do you actually wear a surgical gown in the home? Like the fully like, With yeah. The- like, fully yeah. Really? yeah i i can't lie if someone came to a house dressed like that i'd be so upset like do you think i have like i know it's, it's for protection yeah it's the lot and you're the jacket and you're having to carry that pp with you you're having to dispose of it on your way back from from your appointment so that i don't really like and i can't wait for us to get back to just seeing them when we're looking at them do you think we're going to get back to that anytime soon i think once they have, once people start taking the vaccine and they see that the infection rates are going down and the hospitalisation has reduced, I think they will. Because... Because they're spending they, ridiculous money on it. 
on PPE yeah. and stuff like that. And I think they need to protect people's mental health. So they need to find a way to normalise society before it, re- it reaches boiling point. Oh, yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. One thing I will say, you have to be very, very organised doing a course in one year. Um, your time is not your time. Your time mm. is the course of time. And you just have to plan everything very meticulously. You have to use every single day and make it count. And also know when to rest. I'm not very good at resting or sleeping. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm there with you. You hear my, you hear my cries. Let's not even talk about this girl and rest. Because she doesn't have alien to her. It's not in her dictionary. It's not in her vocabulary. <laughs> it's like a statue in Trafalgar Square, very far from her. That really <laughs> But... Everything is worth it in the end. And I know that Definitely. this time I'll be finished. So that's what kind of keeps me going. And I know it's a step in the direction it's for my future, for my career. Mm. And, you know, I want to be a trailblazer. I want to do amazing things. And this is just the beginning of doing them. So it's worth it. No, I hear that. I hear that, Diane, definitely. And you, my dear, you me. are fresh, fresh into the community. I feel like, you kind of hit the ground running because the cases that me and her have spoken about are heavy hit, heavy hitters. Honestly, heavy hitters. I can't lie. If I was a student, I'd be like, oh, I'd be like, these are some juicy cases I'm listening to, but I like I understand these are people's lives. Yeah, it's just so much that goes into it. I think. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I'm happy in my new current role. It's very different to where I've come from, and very different to how. I did safeguarding in my previous trust. I think the only thing is, I think in London, I think they may be one of the only few that have this specific role for school nurses mm. and that they've separated safeguarding and the mainstream nurses, which I think also does help. But then I also feel like it also de-skills people. Mm. If you're only do, necessarily only doing one thing. Luckily for me, um, well, I don't know if this is lucky, but I, I'm still doing bank. So I get to keep... Queen, queen, of, queen of bank. Queen of bank shift. <laughs> Every time you text me, girl, I'm going to a bank shift. I'm so tired and I've got a day shift tomorrow. This girl. Let's <laughs> not start on the bank shift, please. Um, yeah, I just, I can't lie. Even like Diane's saying that, I have a thing about, I'm actually scared to leave my clinical skills. Again, no, I'm only like six weeks in. No, but it's important because it's, it's funny you say that. I was told today by a GP, do not lose your NICU skills. Make sure you go and do clinical work. And I spoke to Gigi on the weekend and I said, I want to do bank because as much as I'm ribbing her about her bank, it is true. Like five years of my life was NICU. I did, I've done qualification courses for this yeah. and I love NICU. And I would hate to walk into that environment and not know what to do anymore. I'd hate it. Honestly, where you've been trained up to the nines and then, you know, you can barely do NG feeds or something that was so common to you. Yeah. So that's like my one thing, but I think, I, well, we all know I'm going way too hard with it, but yeah, that's just my one fear. Cause I speak to other, other um, school nurses as well. And like, they're like, Oh yeah. I always said I'll do a bank shift, but I haven't been back in like 10 years or so. Um, wow. Yeah. And then, and then the chat about, I would love to regain my clinical skills because I think with what we've seen with the pandemic this year and a lot of people being redeployed, it's been quite daunting. For example, if you've been out of the clinical setting for even a year, you still yeah. feel a bit 
disorientated like I can only imagine for example what it's like for nurses that come off mat leave or long-term sickness and being returned and returning to some sort of clinical work or just any work where you've been so used to living a life doing something different and then being just like thrown back in or we or easy or eased back into a certain situation can sometimes come come across quite difficult definitely that I think is what my fear is, hence why I would do like a thousand bank shifts to make sure I don't lose them. And honestly, also, like I always say, I just really love my old department and it, it literally just keeps pulling me back. I need someone to break the chains, but no, that's probably why and to see my colleagues really. But no, so far I am loving it. Um, I like, like Dan said, I kind of have just hit the ground running. Sometimes there's a bit of like, oh, I don't really know what to do or whatever. And I, think but I, into... I feel like Gigi though, like you've said so many times before, is you thrive on getting thrown in and getting stuck in. I do, but I know I have zero community experience. Like, don't mm. get me wrong, my safeguarding role was a normal nine to five, but it was still in the hospital. So, like, yeah. community experience, I have none. The only community experience I had was, I think, in second year, doing a community nursing placement or something like that. Yeah. So, it's like I've gone into a band six role without the band six knowledge, which sounds a bit cliche because I've got the knowledge. Well, it's not the knowledge, it's just the environment that you're not used to. Yeah, and I find, like, in certain conferences and stuff like that, there's little things that I could pick up on, but everyone has said that something that will happen over time. So I'm not beating myself up about it and I can't compare myself to anyone else because my experiences will be different to any other nurse. For example, like me and Diane have completely different experiences. Yeah. We can do completely different things. And I would never say, and I'll never like speak above Diane saying that like, you know, you need to do this X, Y, and Z because I've, I'm not in her shoes. I've never, I haven't walked her walk. I think so. I think with that being said, I just need to be a little bit easier on myself and mm. again, just take it in. I think these, because I started just after the half term, and I can't lie, I'm looking forward to the Christmas break coming so that I can have a bit of a break. And I just think starting, in, just like how you've gone on to the schools, I think starting a new job and starting a new course can be very stressful. And like the yeah. first term is long. Start whether yeah. it's starting a new job, start any starting anything new. The first few weeks would be quite long, hard, boring, pulling your hair out type thing, and it's just something you're gonna have to get over. Yeah. And it doesn't help that, you know, we're pretty much working remotely and not even having contact with like your your team leader or someone that's supposed to essentially hold your hand and mm. for a period of time. But no, overall it's been okay. I I do like being thrown into the deep end and just kinda swimming um and like i said with this it's just something new but no i think looking back it was the right decision right time and i wouldn't have waited any later to make that yeah, jump so i think if i'd waited any later i'd probably be more i probably would be less reluctant to truly make that jump mm. and i think a lot of people that you meet in certain places who have been there for 10, 20 years, it's because there's a fear of moving on. And oh, I think 100%, 100%. every time they've tried to move on, they almost have that little head, that little yeah. voice in the back of their head. That's yeah. like, no, 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 don't, 
go anywhere. Um, yes. I, I know in NICU, when I went to the community the first time, people were like, why would you go and do that? You're really isolated and you work alone. And, and I kind of thought, but that's the challenge that I wanted. I wanted to prove to mm. myself as a practitioner I can stand alone and yeah. make decisions based on my own clinical judgment. I didn't want to always fall back on a team because mm. for me, though I love working in a team, I sometimes think you can definitely get lost in a team. Oh, definitely. Because think about it. You can get lost in a team because, you know, you're thinking holistically yeah. about the team. But really and truly, it's about you. You are number one, number one. And it's about what you want to do. Yeah. That's the thing. And I think it's one of those, one of those things where nursing is a very individual journey. Though we're a big workforce and we're a really big team, our careers and our journeys are so individual. So are our choices mm-hmm. and our decisions. And, you know, the same way, there's not knowing. I could do this course and go back to NICU again. Yeah. And that's you know? entirely your decision. Yeah. So th- there's so much scope and, there's, and you can never have enough knowledge. And that's why I guess I can say, yes, being a student qualified is different. But if I'm being honest, we're always being students. You're always learning. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always going to see something you've never seen before. And as technology advances, as medicine advances, as healthcare finds cures, you're going to have new practice. You're going to see new methods. Yeah. And as health professionals, it's our duty to practice effectively. It's our duty to keep our skills up. It's our duty to give evidence-based care. So you have no choice but to always be learning. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I can't lie, unless, just again, reiterating what Diane said, I think what we were taught in uni nursing is a forever it's a forever learning job so if you come into nursing thinking you're just gonna you know stick as a band five and never have to attend some sorts of training days you're bluffing me because and things and change you learn more when you qualify I'm, and we used, we used to be told that a lot when we, when we were finishing our training and yeah. it's true you learn so much more because you're put in a situation where you are the registered nurse and you need to know what you're doing yeah and the world's your oyster. So regardless of whatever someone else's journey is, make your own journeys. Like I've got friends that work abroad who are nurses, friends that live here that are nurses and have gone into many different things. Like it's, we, Don't get me wrong, we all started as that one junior band five. We all did. And, you know, something that my mom says is like, you look at your fingers, none of your fingers are the same. So... You may get to, I don't know, say your palm and you've all done the same journey, but people choose what they want to do, going in to do other things. And that, that is, the that's the beauty of the, of the career. Yeah. It is, it's, it's always evolving and we always need nurses. You're always needed. For sure. And I think, look, just looking back on the year, like from January the 1st, 2020 has been the year of the nurse. And none of us thought Corona would actually come here, but it has. And, you know, we've seen the workforce stand up. And again, right now, I'm not just talking about nurses, all members of the NHS, right from the domestics to the consultants. We've seen people stand up and do what they have to do. And if anything, we have shown how important it is to have such trades. Is that the right way to say it? And Yeah, to, like... You mean the profession? Yeah, and I, and I don't just... And again, I'm not just meaning the nursing profession. I think... Well, yes. The year of the nurse 
is 2020 and I can't lie with all that has happened I'm quite proud to say that I am a nurse however yeah. it's not just us because it yes you need nurses to go around but the same way like you need domestics you need receptionists like we've all played our part and just looking at all that we've been through this year we deserve a pat on the back despite the pay rises and other things that we've spoken about on our podcast looking back now because you know we are at the end coming towards the end of the year when you start reflecting and thinking what you want to come for the new year i must say i'm proud of all of us yeah definitely i think we have embodied what it is to be a nurse every single nurse the ones that have died the ones that are still working now the ones that are still um you know in covid i guess environments mm-hmm. um, we've all had to adapt and very quickly at a, at a, at a short oh, i can't speak at a short moment's notice yeah. we've had to work under pressure we've had to work underfunded and we've also had to be undervalued and still give the same level of care as if we are valued yeah and we do it wearing a smile on our face yeah yeah and it's not easy it's not easy to give the best care when you don't have food to eat or you have to work extra shifts just so you have enough money for the end of the month that's not easy but again you don't nurse for money you nurse for passion you nurse because you love people you nurse because you love you love the impact you can have on someone's life i mean to me those are the things that make me love my job and if I wasn't a nurse, I don't know what I'll be doing. Honestly, no. I really don't know. Not at all. I'm with Diane right there. Like, I wouldn't know what else I'd do. If anything, I'm very thankful that I have come into this profession and it has allowed me to spread my wings and go and try many different avenues. Yeah. As Definitely. you say, nursing opens doors. Whether you want to be a clinical nurse or, uh, well, I was about to say a backseat nurse. And I don't mean a backseat nurse, but uh, as in, you know, do other things. There's so much that you can do and there's so many different types of jobs that really truly you can go into that you don't necessarily have to nurse. But having the nursing background is great because just because we study to be a nurse doesn't mean everyone wants to be a nurse. If you can utilise that information and all that you have, that will benefit you somewhere else greatly. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know nursing to me isn't is in everyday life yeah because not and it's not clinical don't i'm not saying yeah it's just not just clinical but there's so many aspects of your life where your nursing does come into it yeah because if it's not from like your home life it's with your it's with your friends or with colleagues and clients and patients and other people yeah and who are we to if you look at the six C's, I'm not going to name them because I don't know all of them. But um, <laughs> if, if you look at the six C's, that's supposed to embody nursing. Those are many things you do in your everyday life. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. if anything, like Dan said, nursing is such a pa- is a passion that I guess will flow through you in many different ways. Mm-hmm. so that's it my little take like yeah. i feel like we're starting the new job during a pandemic leave working during the pandemic going through all that we've been through this year alone looking back i know it's not, other people will say 2020 has been a bit of pants but i'm more than thankful yeah i'm, I'm more than thankful at the end of the day i have a, i i'm thankful i've got a job um, i've learned great many more great skills than i knew last year 
And I've also learned more about myself, how much I can take and realizing that my own limits and yeah, taking yeah. that step back. And I think talking to some medical friends, um, it's not just me that has felt this. Like a, other people have also said like their own experiences dealing with the current pandemic, um, that it's had such an impact on them that it's changed how they will live forever and how they mm. will continue to do things. And it's just those little things that I think are so powerful because mm. prior to this, yes, we were nurses still doing what we were doing, but like our day-to-day lives were so different. Yeah. And we've yeah. learned how to adapt, react and just keep moving. And if anything, yeah. you've learned how to work smarter, not harder. We may have gone into different roles. So for now we will be working harder, but evidently, working smarter not harder is the goal yeah definitely i mean i love what you said adapt react i'm gonna add to that adapt react respond and we hear that we've we've just we've just had to get on with it and i can't lie to you that's just what nurses do yeah we deal with what we have you know we look at the tray we've got Mm. this 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 okay what can we make from it how can we use it and stretch it this far yeah and I hope that, I mean, we started this podcast to raise awareness about nursing, to give people a real insight into what happens, to dispel the stereotype of what nurses were and what they actually are. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like we've had a really good view of this from this pandemic. We see how important nurses actually are to society. Oh, big time. We should protect them at all costs at all costs they should be protected it should be a very protected profession and it should be held in high regard the way investment bankers are held in in high regard the way hedge fund managers are held in high high regard the way politicians are held in high regard it should be on that level because we save lives and we work very hard to do it yeah it's not just something that you can turn over and do i'm saying that like i have to thank our healthcare's that are also riding with you doing doing what you can to support us because i can't lie some of the healthcare's i work with are better nurses yeah. than That's some me. of the nurses that are qualified and in senior positions i'm telling you i am telling you <laughs> but no honestly looking back at the year i can't be anything but thankful i'm proud of what i've done and what i've achieved this year and diana say the same for you like we have gone through so much both, yeah. both personally religiously like we have gone through so much and like Diane said this podcast was here to raise awareness and also show an insight into what you know nursing is like for two black nurses in the UK and we've had such great feedback so we can't if anything we have to thank you guys for that and keep engaging with us and showing us the love that you are and we'll continue doing this and I think one thing I will say and do want to add is that you will make lifelong friends. Like I know in my, in my nursing, those are my friends for life. My core friends are my nursing friends. Um, me and Gigi, obviously we do the podcast together. We speak every day. Yeah. <laughs> Without fail. <laughs> every day. And, and what, that's just what you need. Yeah. And someone that really can understand. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes it's hard to explain to someone else how your day was oh yeah like I remember when we first qualified 
and we were talking in the group about some stuff that we'd seen at work and I remember going home and telling my family and they just looked blankly at me like I'd done something wrong whereas if I came to speak to like my nursing friends they all understood and felt the exact same and you know reassured me and continued definitely I mean like I said it does it changes your life for the positive and like I said me I've got lifelong sisters from this Mm. and you couldn't ask for you couldn't ask for more and I know and it's not easy it's not it's not easy at all like I don't know how you've even gone back to uni the thought of me going back to uni because me yeah guys i'm the queen of procrastination as in i'll finish one course and cast the university from top to bottom and say i'm not going back then before you know it you hear diane is struggling is holding books again she's doing more <laughs> uni. so who knows where i'll end up who knows but what can you do true but on that note i'm gonna quickly move on i'm i'm very sure that quite a lot of you have heard about the latest new social media platform called Clubhouse um, for Apple users only at the moment. Discrimination. Discrimination. (laughs) It's currently in its beta stages. So once it's been approved and rolled out, a lot more people will have more access to it and we can all utilise it. But so far, it's been if you have access to it and you are a healthcare professional, it has been a great resource for you to speak into other I was going to say professionals, but um, just other people in general and also having the discussions around, again, I want to say nursing, but there's a lot more discussions about everything going on. Um, Yeah, so feel free to jump on, join the conversations. Ask Nurse has had quite a few conversations on there. So if you do follow, if you do follow her, also check her out on Clubhouse and hopefully me and Diane will be there soon. Yes, hopefully. Ask Nurses flying the flag for the for the mm-hmm. Brit. And if, if you follow Ask Nurse, she's amazing. She's amazing. So I can just imagine her impact on Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So honestly, check it out. You'll find a lot of info there just about life and random things. But also there's a lot of um, conversations happening in regards to us as healthcare professionals and working in the current pandemic and just how to manage and sometimes it might just be the support you need Mm. um so utilize it if you do have access to it amen but yeah so i think that's kind of all for today unless you got anything else you want to talk about girlfriend no i don't you know i i think what i will (laughs) i think what i will say to people is just keep an eye on the instagram we do have an announcement coming so just keep an eye on the instagram yeah and keep hitting us up like share and subscribe as we say all day all day every day um tell a nurse tell a nurse to tell a nurse to follow us have a listen to us share your share, again share your feedback because we won't be doing this without you and keep listening yes and we are on the road to 500 subscribers oh. I say subscribers i mean followers but we're we well we're getting there we're not we're not halfway yet but we're getting there and i feel like when we get to 500 it will be giveaway time for sure so again tell a friend 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 tell your auntie your mom your dad your brothers all of them all of them to get following the nursing handover podcast (laughs) 
so on that with that guys we hope you have a lovely week stay safe enjoy yourselves and you know the christmas time is upon us if you celebrate it or just the festive time in general just be safe and enjoy your time and we you will hear from us again next week indeed so take care bye Bye.